This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world. Built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold, and I hope all of you are having a wonderful Monday evening, Tuesday morning, whatever the heck you are listening out there. I appreciate it, folks. The numbers on this show are booming. So obviously you guys are sharing this with your friends, with your family, with uh, whomever you think will get value from the show. And I really do appreciate it. I do, folks. I mean, there's no point in me sitting here and just talking to a wall. Yes, I've said many times, this whole entire podcast, the Dustin Gold Standard, is going to become part of my child Williams homeschool lessons on uh, the real history of this government this technate that he is living under but to be able to share this research and information with you folks out there and i know many of you are really busy running around trying to make ends meet trying to figure out how to live under this force industrial revolution trying to figure out how to live under this great reset under this build back better under this new normal so you don't have tens of hours a day to do research into all this stuff so that's why i do it i'm gonna do it anyway so when mike called me a few months back mike moore of the thomas Payne podcast and a pain.tv slash gold and he said dustin you want to do a show over here i know you just came off a divorce i know you got a kid on the way i know your life is changing do you want to take on a podcast and i remember mike saying to me you know take it easy do one show a week i said to mike look i'm gonna come out of the gates doing two hours a day in-depth research and analysis of technocracy transhumanism all this stuff i wanted to talk about for years and i've talked about bits and pieces of it on other podcasts that i was a guest on and i trickle it into some of the podcasts i produced in the past but it was not the main focus and i always thought this was the most important stuff to cover because it answers a lot of questions for the folks out there that just don't understand what we're living under, but they know there's a problem. They're like Neo in the Matrix before he gets unplugged from the Matrix. He's operating in the so-called real world, in the dream world, in the Matrix, and he knows down in his gut that something is wrong. Something is wrong. He just doesn't know what it is until he takes the red pill and is unplugged from the Matrix. And so that's all the stuff I want to cover is dissecting the matrix and that's what we've been doing here for what 104 episodes and i think 77 nuggets the dust and gold nugget that's the short teaser trailer that i put out 
around 7 p.m. that introduces what's coming at midnight. So for those of you that don't have a chance to listen to the whole show, you can listen to the nugget. But obviously, the whole show is where all the meat and potatoes are. And so it has been an honor uh, doing this show for you guys. Uh, up to this point, it's been fantastic. I have hundreds of more episodes planned. We're going to be launching a morning show uh, the first of the year. I'm trying to get a sponsor on board that helps uh, keep the lights on here on top of what we're able to uh, scrape in off of the public side ad revenue. And then with the deal I have with Mike over there at pain.tv slash gold where I get a little piece of the uh, subscription fee if you guys sign up at pain.tv slash gold. And I get that in per- perpetuity, so it helps me. Uh, my background... Going back 15 years, I'm a web developer. I've designed many websites for comedians. Uh, the late Louis Anderson, uh, I became pretty good friends with Louis Anderson. The big, big, giant, fat guy, and he wouldn't mind us saying that about him because all of his comedy was about being fat. He was the original fat comedian. You guys might know him from Coming to America with Eddie Murphy. He's the one with the gap between his two front teeth. No, not the black guy, Eddie Murphy, the big, fat, white guy, Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson. Uh, He was a fantastic guy. I met with him out in Las Vegas a few times. He used to let me bring some of the comedians that I managed to his show that was at the Luxor, and he would let them open for him. He was just such a very kind-hearted gentleman. So I built his website back in the day, louisanderson.com, and we also built another website for him, Stand Up Boot Camp, which was a comedy training camp that he was running with russell peters and some other comedians so it was great i built uh, websites you know for louis i built websites for businesses websites for other comedians websites for various podcasts i was managing i've done all sorts of stuff so when i was uh putting this show together i was going to launch uh the gold standard or dustin gold show something like that and it's just such an undertaking i have to invest you know 100 hours of my own time and then you've got to spend five ten hours a week managing the site it was security updates and everything else so when mike said listen why don't you put all your video stuff your ad free video stuff over at pain.tv slash gold and then we will do a deal with you and i said all right that's fair and that saves me from having to try to build a show manage a coming child at the time and then also doing all the research that goes into the shows and then also having to manage a site and and when you kick off something like this it's like a startup business you don't have the cash or the capital to dedicate to hiring a show producer or to hiring a web manager so you got to do everything yourself and i'm lucky i have a huge toolbox here filled with all types of skills going back to college i went to school for industrial design all the way through doing special makeup effects to building models to doing drawings, building websites, photography, graphic design, uh, comedy management, event management. I've done all types of stuff in my life, folks. So I'm lucky to have that. Uh, How you can help us out here, folks, is to leave a five-star review at Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening. And according to the analytics, which I can read, I do have the skill set to read analytics, 73% of you now are listening to the show at Apple Podcasts. So please leave a five-star review and a comment. It really helps us. It helps promote the show when other people come across it. They read your comments. So that's how they 
they get looped into the show and then we're helping wake people up so please do that if you haven't had a chance join pain.tv slash gold get access to the ad-free video version of the dustin gold standard and the thomas Payne podcast and access to a like-minded group of individuals where you can share information you can educate people you can learn from people start groups inside there it operates just like facebook very similar to facebook easy to use and mike and the young bucks uh did that for a reason they didn't want to have to force people to learn a whole new system all right so it's easy to adopt as i talk about here i actually was part of the team that helped put the original architecture together for the site so please join us over there and if you'd like to leave a donation it is the holiday season folks and we are not making enough revenue on the ad side uh the public side ads yet so I'm taking little web projects in between to pay the bills. And so if you'd like to leave a donation to help us grow, to put food on the table, you can do so at donorbox.org slash Show. You can leave a few bucks there, folks. Every dollar helps in this crazy world where we're battling the technocracy, but we're having to do so on their battlefield. They control the internet. They control the podcast syndication softwares. They control the podcast players. They control the public side ad networks. They control all of it, folks. The safest place we can be is over at pain.tv slash gold, but we don't have enough subscribers to... uh, cover all the expenses and be able to put food on everyone's table so you can leave a donation at donorbox.org slash dustin gold show we've got some big marketing plans coming up for 2023 to grow the show and then hopefully by the middle of next year i'm thinking june or july uh this show will be generating hopefully enough revenue where i can focus on it full time Based on my projections, that's what it looks like. And I thank all of you for either leaving a comment and a five-star review, joining pain.tv slash gold, or uh, leaving a donation over at donorbox.org slash Dustin Gold Show. So that's enough with that, folks. But you have to plug, unfortunately. And because I don't have any uh, sponsors yet, I got some offers to do some ad reads and I don't want to do them. I'm not going to do ad reads for digital banks and nonsense like that. I'm not going to throw stuff at my audience that I personally don't use or don't agree with or don't have the time to research. I'm not going to lend my voice and my personal brand uh, to that stuff. So unless I see something really neat, like I had mentioned a company a couple of weeks ago, I wasn't doing an ad for them though. It was just happened to be a company that I use called dirt legal and there is a link um to that in the description of this podcast and i said on this show i use their service and then they happen to have an affiliate program for their customers to get a 20 percent commission if they sign up a friend or family member to use their service so i did mention them it's a great company if you live in a commie state like I do, the state of Maryland, and they make it difficult for you to register an older vehicle. Like, say you want to go buy an old Ford Bronco with no computer in it, just to stay off the radar, folks. And the state of Maryland makes it almost impossible to do that. So you go over to Dirt Legal, and I want you to use the link in the description below. Don't go to their website directly. Let me at least make a couple of dollars. Uh, you go to Dirt Legal, they're going to register the car for you out of South Dakota, and you don't have to do emissions you don't have to do safety inspection i don't believe there's property tax uh you pay like a one-time fee it was a good deal folks i used them great people they're all about freedom and liberty so you can check that out those are the kind of companies i do want to 
promote here on the show. Companies that fit right into our brand and who I know who the owners are. I've actually spoken to them on the phone. So there's that, ladies and gentlemen. And then finally, I'll wrap up this opening segment here. We're in the Christmas season. So I will tell you, yesterday, the wife and I and the mother-in-law visiting from Poland, we got in the car and we drove about 15 minutes away to a little town called Walkersville. And they were running a food bank charity event. So either you dropped off some food or you gave them a cash donation. I did a little cash donation and um, got to take a picture with Santa Claus. And the Santa Claus surprisingly looked pretty damn good. He was a heavy set guy, had a nice full beard, you know, probably a beer guzzling biker uh, when he's not playing Santa Claus. And so he uh, held on to Willie G there. We got a couple of nice pictures. I shared one on uh, Twitter. I put it inside of a wreath frame and everything. It said Willie G's first Christmas, I think. So you can check that out at Hackable Animal on Twitter. So he got to meet a fake Santa three weeks into his time on Earth. He got to meet a fake Santa Claus. And it wasn't a Billy Bob Thornton Santa Claus from Bad Santa, who happens to be, believe it or not, my favorite Santa Claus in the history of this Earth. I love Bad Santa. I think it's one of the best movies. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to use the word black and uh, midget in the same sentence. I don't know. That could probably get me terminated from all podcast platforms. But the black midget in that movie, I mean, come on, there's midget jokes in there constantly. So I'm sure that guy was fine with getting paid a couple million dollars to play that part. The black midget in there, he is so hilarious. And I happen to like Billy Bob Thornton as an actor. I don't know anything about him in personal life. I don't like to dig into all that because then I'll probably end up depressed and then I won't want to watch any of the movies with Billy Bob Thornton. So I look at actors as puppets. And once in a while, if you're going to take a break from documentaries and analyzing news and going through all the reports and stuff, all the darkness that we do here, once in a while, you want to watch a movie. I don't want to know the personal politics of every single actor in the movie. I don't want to know what kind of weird family they grew up in. I don't want to know if they drink baby's blood. I really don't want to do that. I want to be able to just laugh at the movie or cry along with the movie or get Get angry along with the movie or get my revenge along with the That's it. That's it. I just look at it as entertainment. Look, sports is the same way. I don't watch a lot of sports. I used to play sports. And so when I watch them, I'm kind of bored. I'm like, all right, I used to play basketball. I used to play baseball. I used to run track. I used to do all this stuff. So when I watch it, I just get very bored. But the same thing. I don't want to know the politics of all the players. If I'm going to watch two guys get in a ring and beat the crap out of each other and try to gouge each other's eyes out and choke each other to death, that's all I want to know. I want to see which guy can kill the other guy. That's it. I don't want to know how he voted. I don't want to know if he's for universal basic income. I don't want to know that because it destroys the entire entertainment that's in front of me. It's supposed to be bread and circuses, right? So they're supposed to throw the bread at you and then give you the circuses to distract you from the evil. Well, I'm damn well aware of the evil. Once in a while, I'd like a little circus free of the evil. You know what I'm saying? So so anyway, little Willie G got to meet Santa Claus. We got a great couple of pictures, so I'll put that out on Facebook or whatever. Send them out to the relatives. We'll make a Christmas card or something. All right, folks, I'll be right back. What we're going to do today is I've been digging deeper. 
into universal basic income and CBDC. I'm going to wrap it up today. We're going to get through this stuff. I'm not going to go any deeper than this because there's just too much. I mean, I've got bookmarked, I don't know, hundreds of articles at this point. It's ridiculous. So I'm going to go through what I have, and then we're going to start reviewing the panel discussions tomorrow and get ready for wide awake Jim's appearances. I actually just went on pain.tv slash gold before the show because I forgot there's a lot of people writing me messages on there. And I saw a lot of people are commenting on the ad free video version of the show. So thank you for that. I don't have time to get back to everyone. There was hundreds of comments across all the different direct messages and videos and people tagging me in posts. So I really appreciate that folks. I do. So we're going to get through this stuff, and then we're going to review the panel discussions, and then there's some new technology I'm going to be moving into in three or four days from now, talking about all the cameras and everything that went up under COVID land, the high school theater production, tying that into facial recognition and some of the other technology that we've talked about here at the Dustin Gold Standard. Folks, my name is Dustin Gold. I'll be right back right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. From the break, my name is Dustin Gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard Podcast right here on pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, check it out here. Up on the screen for the video audience, I'm just showing you. Look at all these links. These are all articles and white papers and stuff I've read just on CBDC and UBI. I don't know. There's got to be close to 100 here. I've read more than this. These are just the ones I put in here that I found to be important. A lot of these we've already covered, but I just want to show you how much stuff I am going through over here at the Dust and Gold Standard when I'm not on air, just to try to understand this and untangle this big web, this big web, folks. All right, let's look at this. I'm over at the World Economic Forum. You know those guys, Klaus Schwab and the gang. We haven't talked about them in a while. And uh, the more I've been talking to Wide Awake Jim and Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays, you know, I've said on this show, probably from the first episode, that I look at the World Economic Forum as really the Chamber of Commerce, uh, bringing together the so-called public sector and the so-called private sector in the world and bringing them together, getting the CEOs and the politicians and the bureaucrats and the professors and the trade union bosses and the presidents of the trade associations. And they get them together and they're getting them all on the same page. They also operate as a marketing arm for the technocracy, putting on all their little videos on facial tech, uh, scan technology and all of this technocratic dystopian 
tyrannical technology that these guys are unrolling but i wanted to show you this because we were talking about the billionaires backing universal basic income yesterday and i'm going to use universal basic income uh in parallel to central bank digital currency as i have been the last couple of uh, episodes because they do go hand in hand universal basic income is going to be uh a stepping stone in introducing central bank digital currency to the mainstream as i've said before i believe they're going to go after social security i think it's 20 percent of the country right now receives social security so they're going to go after social security disability uh they're going to go after like welfare food stamps ebt that kind of stuff and so they're going to also go after universal basic income so they're going to create a universal basic income for a large section of the country and then that will be distributed via a central bank digital currency as will social security disability and welfare and then uh, i don't know that probably covers 50 60 percent 70 percent of the country will be willing to take cbdc because they look at it as uh free money right so social security you're just entitled to get that because you paid into it welfare you're entitled to get that because of uh generations of uh just being held down by the man disability you're entitled to get that because you paid into the system and now you're injured and you can't work and then universal basic income is being sold to people under this propaganda campaign of victimhood so the robots and the artificial intelligence are going to replace you at work therefore you are entitled to universal basic income now I was thinking about this last night, I think, when I was researching this, and I don't want to sound so uh, so cold and so uh, callous that if you were driven out of the workforce, you were obviously going to be looking for money somewhere, and if the government comes knocking at the door and tells you they're going to give you universal basic income, you're probably going to take it. You're going to have to. I mean, you're not going to uh, live life poor and move your family to a tent under a bridge you know, where you could barely afford duct tape in order to uh, attach all of your cardboard refrigerator boxes together. You know, I don't expect you to do that. It's kind of like when everyone was holding out their hand for the stimulus check under COVID land, the high school theater production, right? I mean, most people had to take it. I'm just saying, be aware of what it is. Try to explain to people what it is, because in the end, you are selling away your liberty, your freedom, and human autonomy. You're selling your soul to the system. I mean, that's what it is. Once you take that, if you're aware of what it is because you listen to this show, once you take it, you're taking it because you have no other options, and therefore, you're only thinking short-term at that point, and that's what they want to do. They want to create this illusion of desperation to drive us into the arms of the technate. And that's what's happening. Let's look at this right here. This is World Economic Forum. And this is from March 2017. This is under their section, Social Innovation. And it says here, universal basic income as support from some big names. Of course, there's a picture of Elon Musk right here. And um, I just want to read this to you because I went over the list of 
and it was a few dozen names yesterday of people behind UBI, but World Economic Forum expands on it. So I wanted to throw this in here because I know I, I know people love when you talk about the World Economic Forum. <laughs> no, it's important. It's important because this is the Chamber of Commerce of bad guys. And so they were pushing this back in 2017. It says, it uh, might seem odd for tech entrepreneurs to take an interest in income distribution policy, but an increasing number of high-profile Silicon Valley executives are endorsing universal basic income, a system in which everyone receives a standard amount of money just for being alive. Just for, I guess you do have to be alive to get it. So if they kill you with the COVID jab, with the old jab jab there i guess you can't collect universal basic income from the grave that's one of the rules uh it's it says here folks on the one hand it's a way to reduce poverty but tech folks also see it as a way to solve the growing problem of robot automation that issue hits close to home for uh, many of them because they are the ones largely driving this robot revolution. See, why don't they just stop the robot revolution? That's what I always say. Let's use common sense here. The problem is that people will end up in poverty because of our autonomous robots. How about we A, stop building autonomous robots, or B, we put everyone out of work, drive them into poverty, and then give them universal basic income welfare tokens. Uh, let's go with B. See, and you'd have to say, why are they picking it? Why are they picking B? You have to ask yourself, are they seriously going to run an entire system, the whole country, the whole trading hub, as one giant machine, let you sit at home, collect UBI while they run machines to make plastic Tupperware that you can buy on Amazon.com with their tokens. Come on. No, folks. You know they're not doing that. These are not philanthropic uh, folks here. These are not altruistic uh, individuals. These are not benevolent dictator fascist kings goes on to say, here are some of the highest profile entrepreneurs who have endorsed UBI. Now, this is Pierre Odemeyer. We mentioned him yesterday. In February, the eBay founder donated $493,000 through his philanthropic organization, Amadire Network, to an experiment in basic income taking place in Kenya later this year. And we covered this program, right? The experiment is put on by Give Directly, a charity that delivers cash transfers to people in East Africa as a means to lift them from poverty. The findings will be, quote, unlike those of any past study and provide evidence-based arguments to shed light on discussions around the future of work and poverty alleviation policies, end quote, according to a February statement. Now, that one's quite interesting because these folks over here in East Africa were living on $1 a day, and maybe they were happy about that. Because if they don't know what $500 a day is, if they don't know what living in New York City is, they might not care. Of course, the technocrats can't have that because they need everyone in the world on the CBDC UBI train. So what do they do? They go over to these places and they start giving these people 5, 10, 15 times the money that they currently live on. They get them addicted to materialistic possessions like uh, triple-laced uh, Nike air jordans and gucci bags right 
good old uh, good old Americana. And so they get him hooked on that stuff. And then when they tell him they're getting ready to leave, they say, give me the UBI. Give me the UBI. Why? Because they need it to live up to the consumeristic, materialistic lifestyle that we just propagandize them into. That's how it works, folks. They can't have indigenous people. You can't have five Native Americans living in a teepee, and they're happy about that. And they go out during the day. They live on, let's say, ancestral land. And then they go out, and they hunt deer, and they grow corn, and they're happy about that. You go, well, those people are poor. They live on zero dollars a day. They're poor. Well, they're not poor. They actually are freer than we are. But then we go in there, we go, hey, Native Americans, we're going to give you $500 a day because you're poor and we want to take care of you. You don't need this TP. We're going to get you a $1,000 tent from REI. And then they go, oh, the tent. Yes, that's great. Oh, why would you want to wear a headdress? We're going to buy you a $300 designer Kangle hat. And they go, oh, okay, get rid of the feathered, uh, the feathered headdress. And then before you know it, you've got them addicted to a consumeristic lifestyle of which then they need to make $500 a day to be able to survive in it. And boom, you've got them hooked on universal basic income. And then you've got them linked up to the central bank digital currency system. And now you could manipulate them and change their habits and their behavior because you're introducing this programmable, expirable money into their life. And they can only access it via a smartphone and or a chip implanted in their hand. But they gladly do it because you manipulated them into that situation. Let's see. Andrew NG. Eng. Eng. I don't know. It has no vowel, folks. In the wake of Donald Trump winning the U.S. election, Nig, co-founder of Coursera, that's an online uh, training course system, and chief scientist at Badu wrote on Twitter that, quote, more than ever, we need basic income to limit everyone's downside and better education to give everyone an upside, end quote. Nigwa has expressed his support for basic income before. In January, he said at the Deep Learning Summit that basic income deserves serious consideration. He also claimed the government should help fund lifelong education to keep the workforce strong. Now, remember... Going back to Technocracy Incorporated, you were looked at as only a an engine, a human engine, they called you, and you were already deemed to be inefficient because with the energy that you took in, you consumed, right, to be able to survive for a day, that's a combination of food and oxygen, you only put 10% of what you consume back out into the system in the form of labor, all right, so they want to keep educating you so you are of value to the system. But if you live off in the teepee and you hunt deer and you cook it on a fire and you eat corn that you grew and you cook that up in uh, your little pot that you have, no, you're not of value to the system, right, because you need to put work back into the system. Sam Altman, the president of Y Combinator, Silicon Valley's largest startup incubator, I've told you they're connected to the CIA via InQtel, the CIA's venture capital firm. Altman has repeatedly come out in favor of basic income, arguing that the robot-run economy will almost certainly materialize this century. 
Y Combinator has launched a basic income experiment in Oakland, California, to see how the system works in reality. Roughly 100 people are receiving $2,000 a month no matter what. You've got Elon Musk, the CEO of Tesla and SpaceX, told CNBC in a recent interview that, quote, there's a pretty good chance we end up with a universal basic income or something like that due to automation, end quote. Musk added that he couldn't foresee any other solutions to the threat of robots taking everyone's jobs than a system of basic income. Well, he also has the Neuralink brain chip which he said in six months he's going to have in someone's head because that's going to merge you with machine. That was his answer for how you beat artificial intelligence is to merge with it. It says since automation uh, would make uh, cause both unemployment and economic output to rise, society might have no choice but to distribute a portion of the money to everyone equally. That's funny. That's artificial intelligence that wrote that, folks. Sometimes I screw up reading this, and it's because of the way it's written. It says, since automation would make cause both. Since automation would make cause both. (laughs) The make is not supposed to be there, artificial intelligence. It says, Bill Gross, in his May 2016 investment outlook, Gross, co-founder of investment advisory firm Pacific Investment Management, suggested the United States should spend money on a, quote, revolutionary new idea called universal basic income, end quote. UBI emerged in the 1960s, so technically isn't new, but Gross understands that it's still radical to most people. Quote, if more and more workers are going to be displaced by robots, then they will need money to live on, will they not? And if that strikes you as a form of socialism, I would suggest we get used to it, end quote, he said. So there you go. This guy, part of the Pacific Investment Management Firm, says, uh, get with the program, folks. Get with the program. We're going to have UBI. See, you see all these folks just lining up from all these different walks of life you know what the common denominator is they are the haves and we are the have-nots and they don't want to give you money folks they want to use the money the carrot the carrot to lead you in to the cbdc control system all right as we're talking about christmas here just imagine a big beautiful horse drawing a white carriage all lit up wreaths on the side beautiful it's snowing out there's a woman dressed in an old plaid uh, skirt with a blouse and she's got her little stick dangling out in front of the horse it's a nice christmas horse and what's hanging off that stick is a carrot in front of the horse's face and he's just trotting there And he's just trotting down the old uh, cobblestone path, right? We're back in the days of Scrooge. And uh, the carrot is dangling in front of him. He has on his leather blinders. He can only see straight ahead. And he wants to eat that carrot, folks. So he keeps walking towards that carrot. And eventually, they walk him right into the glue shop where they turn the poor guy into glue. All right, that's what's going to happen to us. They're dangling the carrot of UBI to walk us into the central bank digital currency slave state. That is where we are headed. Folks, I am headed to a short commercial break. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 